Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. And good good morning, Newburn. This is City Talk with Lee Bettis and Sabrina Bangle. Today, Sabrina... Significantly lacking, Sabrina. So, yeah, well, thank you very much. If you were here earlier, you heard our very own Al Roker giving the weather forecast. Thank you very much. It's going to be wet. It's, it's going to be rainy. It's just summer. It's going to be things. hot, and it's probably going to rain, and it's going to be hotter. Uh, Sabrina is out of town today, and so um, today we're joined by Eric Queen, Dick Bess, Pastor Charles, Pastor Harold, and Kelly McNeil. And All these people... <coughs> Oh, really? Thank, thank you for coughing right <laughs> into my microphone. There you go. That was for you. I'm going to make sure that you clean that one. I spent all that time disinfecting my studio to get Eric clean. I ruined the whole thing he for everybody. You know it. what he's doing, Charles? He's trying to get his uh, radio voice going. That's right. Eric, oh, well, he does that. When he gets that look on his face, too, he also, right. he also does that Terminator T2000 thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, two, right? it was, was it 2000 right. or 3000? Well, it's, it's the Q2000. That's right. All right. Q2000. All right. So that, that, that cough was actually the perfect segue into. What we're gonna, I mean, I don't know. That was the whole point. It was a prop. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. just, just to give a background, uh, Pastor Charles, Pastor Harold, Dick Betts, and I meet on Friday mornings. They're, they're basically the God Squad. And so <laughs> they, they are. They, they've got a but they've got I like, I like that. I like they've, they've got a different perspective on stuff. Eric Queen um, ran for office. He's a former Marine in security now and is just an all about great guy. He's but that cough, that cough is the cough heard around the globe. <laughs> it, it is. No, it, you're right. It, it is. is. And, you know, and the one of the things we were talking about at breakfast and one of the things we wanted to talk about when we started out um, this show, thinking about this show for this week is, all right, this COVID has changed our world, changed our society, changed our life in more ways than just being afraid of of, uh, of, of being sick. The, this, this COVID has the potential and the unspoken words about this COVID have the potential to change our society, change the way we look at people, change the way we look at our neighbors, pit neighbor against neighbor, and uh, virtually eliminate any um, ability to express our differences and opinions in a rational way. I'll, I'll, just, I'll start this off by just saying, not this Wednesday, but last Wednesday, um, I stayed home uh, from work with Kelly. Kelly had a fever, and I I, I emailed yeah I, I emailed the uh, the the district attorney. And I'm not going to say where, but I emailed the district attorney. Said hey, uh, I have to stay home with my wife to get her to the doctor. Uh, she's got a, a medical condition. That's all I said. I stayed home. Turns out Kelly had an abscess in her tooth. Uh, she has two front teeth. Uh, that all right? Do you mind if I tell anybody? No, no, I was thinking, I was thinking, <laughs> a little too late. I was thinking it was going to be smile and show. Before we violate HIPAA. Oh my word! Well, no, she got hit in the mouth with a baseball, a softball back in high school, so she had to have two front teeth replaced. It's become abscessed, and since March, she's needed to have them re- be replaced, and there's right. been an abscess. But since you can't do any of these. Uh, surgeries anymore. I mean, she, you can't do these kind of surgeries. They're blah, 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 blah. She's been living with this. Got a fever. Well, by the time I, I left here and went to court last week. Did they give her more cowbell? No, they gave her more, um, they I gave like her that. more, what do you call those things? Antibiotics. Ah. So by the I time like I got to court though. last week, uh, it was that I was terminal with COVID. Kelly was <laughs> COVID Kelly. And, you know, we were causing an epidemic. Kelly. I got kicked out of court. Um, I wasn't allowed in court, and nice. there was no rational basis for it whatsoever. That, it, and that's 
you know, and that's fine, but that's something we need to discuss. It's change in the world. That's not okay. That's irrational. It's, it's irrational, but what we're seeing a lot of these days is a lack of rationality. Fear has hijacked, fear has hijacked our narrative. Fear has hijacked our national, our, our national agenda. Fear of COVID, fear of the unknown, fear of economic uncertainty. Oh, that and add on top of that. Fear. Add that on comes top. later. Yeah, add on top of that, we can't even talk face-to-face, -face, and we can't see people's facial expressions. We can't determine 90% of communications. What? Body language, facial expressions. We can't see that. Dick, talk to that. I mean, Well, it's the old principle, Lee, uh, that <clears throat> if you want to keep Lee out of court, any excuse will do. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh. I like that. You're the man. I like Brought it, to yeah. you by the Bettis Law Firm. Thank you, Dick Betts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, Dick, I mean, you are, uh, what, what are your credentials? Uh, I'm, I used to be a licensed professional counselor. Now I'm a licensed clinical mental health consultant, worker. I don't know. It's, but North Carolina changed my license just recently. With about 600 years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I've had a few years, uh, probably 30, 40, something like that. Well, I mean, we're talking about, you lived through World War One and World War Two <laughs> and the Civil War. And so, uh, I mean, you've seen great turmoil. In that's his brother Harold you're talking about, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I but, did you know, actually live through World War Two, and the one thing I noticed about it is the unit in this country when we are faced with a common enemy. But for some reason, this is really different. I don't quite understand why we don't see this as a common enemy. And I think it's because that the actual information about COVID is so controlled and manipulated that it really does something of putting person against person, family against family. And I think that is really tragic. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I did a, all I did was put a little Facebook post up about, uh, we wanted to talk about how it's affecting people with children going to school and about masks. Well, the mask thing went, the mask thing, they're still talking about it on my Facebook. Yeah. Post. You got a lot of hate messages for that. There's a lot of hate how and there's a, you. there's a lot of terrible maskers. It's a lot of non-maskers and there's a lot of just hate and anger built up about it. And, and that, that's, what, that's what this show's got to be about. It's about the actual repercussions, not just being sick from COVID, but the societal sickness we're getting now, um, well, the societal sickness we're getting. Since you're going that far, I want to remind everybody, 252-631-0139 is the phone number to the studio. If you want to join the gentleman and the fine lady at the table, 252-631-0139. You can yell at Lee directly. You can yell at me, but, but this is this is now, this is, so, this is go ahead. Now is the time. The, 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 whole, the whole biggest thing about this, like, this is what I've been saying from the very beginning, is what you guys just said is exactly correct is we have turned citizen versus citizen. Everybody has different opinions and different ideas. Some people are like, oh, we all need to wear masks. Other people, like myself, are like, no, we probably don't. Right? The problem is, is that we've had an overreaching government come in and make those decisions for you. There's no individual responsibility in this. Everything that the governor is forcing to happen right now, you had the freedom to do without government interaction. You had the freedom to choose whether or not you were going to wear a mask everywhere you go. You could social distance from people. To be honest with you, you probably should stay out of people's personal space anyways, right? Yes. You had the choice to do all that. You know, now what we've done is is we've taken away that freedom of choice and we've chosen which businesses can succeed and which ones can't. We've picked winners and losers and we've criminalized people who don't comply, right? Like that's not normal in our country. What I'm saying is... I'm going to say this just to you, piss you off and anybody else is out there. 
welcome to being black in America. (laughs) (laughs) You've only been doing it in a few months, and it sucks. That's right. Okay, so listen. Charles, well, let me just tell you. Some people are born black. I had to earn mine. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. So my point on this. I love that, boy. My point on this is. about you, Charles? I thought it was, it's appropriate if if King Cooper and Princess Cohen want to come out off their throne and say, hey, we highly recommend that you do these based off of the information that we have and then allow you as an individual and a business as an individual. Now, let's say you go to a business and you're like, man, I think it's unsafe in there. There's people sitting next to each other. You know what you can do? Not eat there. That's right. Like, don't go you in. You don't have to go in. You can choose where you go. You don't even have to leave your house if you don't if you choose not to. But when you're telling other people how they what they can and cannot do, and worse yet, when you tell a business that they can't operate, another business that they can operate. And then, and again, so to me, this is not about a mask. It's about individual responsibility. When people are like, what's your problem with the mask? I don't have a problem with the mask. I have a problem with individual responsibility. Now let's go like when people start shaming people, saying, I can't believe you're not wearing a mask, or you, oh God, you're wearing a mask, you're government controlled. Look, leave each other alone. And, that, right? and that's, like, that's basically like, the, the, that's basically, go ahead, Pastor Charles in a second, but that's basically what happened. There was a there was a polarizing effect on on this on this uh, Facebook chain that just polarizing you know people calling other people mask holes mm-hmm. it's like yeah. that, that's that's not right no. uh, some people say you know there was a scientific study that came out from from Germany in a German university that a, a woman was nice enough to pass on that says the long term effects of wearing a mask are are detrimental to to your body yes and then other people saying the long term effects of not wearing a mask are detrimental to your body well. Right now, nobody knows. And what I would urge, Here, wait. and Pastor Charles, the long-term effects of no, you walking ahead. up into my face and telling me what I need to do because you're offended by what I'm not doing will have long-term yeah, effects right? on your body. Yeah. Don't yeah. step up to me with an attitude and pretend like you're holier than thou and tell me that I must, must or must not do something. Yeah. Oh no, you did not. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's important. No, go ahead, Eric. It's important to understand the pressure that somebody else might be under. You know, when you That's exactly like, right. so, like I always tell people this. They're like, you know. Do not criminalize the business that's enforcing the rules because you don't know whether he really wants to or she really wants to or whether they're afraid of losing their livelihood. You right. know, like no. now me personally, like if I go there and I absolutely need something in that store, if I absolutely have to have it and they have and they're like, hey, we're enforcing the mask. Well, look, I'll put the stupid mask on to go in. Sure. Right. The ABC you know, store. I'm not going to jump. <laughs> Perfect example. I'm not going to jump on Facebook and be like, nobody should go to this store because they're enforcing the mask rule. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's just ridiculous. It is. Like, you know what I mean? A- am I now? Do I seek out businesses that aren't doing it? Yes, I do. Because obviously we have very similar views and I want to support that small business. So I seek those businesses out and those restaurants out, mm-hmm. you know, of where I'm going to do that business. But at the same token, the you know, the, moving into the economical impact of this, like we as a like my family, I don't know about your guys's, but we're not spending the type of money in the local community that we used to. We used to go out three, four times a week to a local restaurant, yeah, and 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 dump that money in there. And everyone needs to remember this, like especially those that have an opposite view of me, is. What seems cool this year, wait until we get to the 2021 budget year in a balanced budget state like North Carolina, and you're asking for more funds for education, and our tax revenues from sales tax and income tax from the previous year is $10 billion less than it was the year before. How are you going to fund? You flip COVID over, though. Are we really going to need the same level of funding from last year that we're going to need for, for schools this year? Are we going to need that? We're 100% virtual for nine weeks. Hold on. One of the things that Eric said, and there's a lot in there, one of the things that Eric said was, hey, um, 
you know, try and view it from the other person's perspective. Yes. You know, That's as right. Christians, because, you know, we're, I'll, I'll come out and say, I am a Christian, and we try to do things according to faith. Uh, as Christians, h- how, how do we deal with this, Pastor Charles, Pastor Harold? Go ahead. Well, you know, I believe the fear factor is tremendous right now. And, you know, fear will control you. You know, Dick, I know you're right. You know, so whatever you fear is going to control you. So we, you know, as Christians, we, you know, our faith says that, you know, we, you know, we shouldn't have fear. We shouldn't be afraid. That's exactly right. That's the whole thing is as a Christian, you know, what do we have to fear? Seriously, you know, right? So I, I know, I know, I've been to churches that uh, the congregation split on this whole thing: wearing the mask, not wearing the, the mask. Con- the congregation itself split. Yeah, in other words, they don't they don't walk in and split themselves in there. I'm just saying, some of them wear the mask the whole time. Some of them don't wear the mask the whole time, mm-hmm. and so uh, and they will voice their opinion. Okay. So but mask wearers in these pews over here, yeah, non-mask well, wearers. Well, no, it's not like that. But I'm just saying, I can see, I can see what he's trying to say because I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. They are worried. So my question is: You're a Christian. Why are you worrying? You know, here we have a perfect example of government control over the church. What did they do in California? What did the governor do? Mm-hmm. Tell no. us. You can't have you can't have small group Bible studies in California right now. Have you right? Have you read this? Yeah. Not I'm only singing. that, you can't sing uh, in the church. You can't do the praise and worship because they're afraid that you'll project your virus out on someone. Mm-hmm. But but you're supposed to wear the mask. So is that a double standard? Mm. Well, one one of the things, like even let's take it back away from just the masks, because there's a there's a greater there's a greater fear than just the mask. It's the way people are looking at each other. It's right. the way people yeah. it's the way people aren't trusting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, trust. We you know we're we're very individualistic here in the, in this country. Anyway, we're built on being individualistic. We've always you know we're driving on a road in cars that are capable of just crashing into anybody at any time but we trust that there's a social contract out there that you're going to stay in your lane i'm going to stay in my lane we've always trusted people staying in their own lanes about most decisions in this country and now nobody's staying in their own lanes you're coming into my lane and telling me your opinion i'm going into your lane why can't we stay in our own lane during this pandemic dick well i want to go back to something that eric said because i think it is so important and that is if we have a agreed upon base of information, then we can really uh, do something about it. There's an old Bible verse, I think, that says, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And we don't know the truth right now. All we have is people manipulating the information out there for their own personal agenda. And that really gives people a lot of concern and fear, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it, you're absolutely right. Like, they don't release all of the data. They're not no. 100% transparent on the data, and then that calls people to question, you know. You, I mean, again, I mean, truth lies in transparency, you know, and, and you've, right. got, you've got to go full out and let everybody know what it is. And now, like, we're telling parents, 
like who whose child can go and get a you know quality education based right. off of this and who can't. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest topics going on right now. Like when I look it into my own neighborhood, you. we're not telling them who can get go and get a quality education. We're telling them where they can go and get a public education. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, like well, I refuse to say that my kids are public school kids, and you know I will always defend that they've received a quality education at Craven County Public Schools. Do you really you know, think that? I absolutely <laughs> do think that. Because you really I've got, think that? I've had <laughs> I've had five in the public school system out here, yeah. and I'm sorry. Well, I've been Charles, all the half of their success is determined based off parental interaction at home. Precisely. That's why mine graduate. That's why mine he, graduate. However, parental interaction at home shouldn't be me teaching the teacher's job. Because I send no, my I kids completely to agree with you on that. I send I, them to like, school yeah. to learn an education, not to be indoctrinated. Right. I send them to school. So that they can get an experience, right. so that they can be given something, so that they can actually apply it to the world, not to take a damn test. <laughs> yeah, no, are, they, are I, they getting that yeah. in the public schools? Help me. So we understand that, are they? No, uh, no, right, no right, they're not. Right. They're getting they're getting taught to te- to take tests in public. The SOA. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Guys, 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 guys. When this came when this came on, you know, we have a six year old at home in, in in the in first grade kindergarten. Tell tell them your experience. Tell yeah. them your experience. Oh yeah, there's, I mean, there's absolutely no way I can run a business and also teach a kid um, and, and of course I feel my obligation to my son more than anything but I also have sure. obligation to be able to put dinner on the table as well. Um, it's very difficult. Uh, there are a lot of options out there. You just got to be willing to look and find them. Public schools or non-public schools, they're both great. They're giving us options but here's the thing. I don't want my child going to a public school having to sit six feet away from his friend, no interaction with his friend in school where he just goes there and, and sits and does the exact same thing when I can have a private tutor come in now. I might be able to do that, but and, and, and you know, not everyone is as fortunate and have those people's and options to do that as well. So for those, what do you do? Well, I mean, what's your opinion? Send them back to schools? Don't send them back to schools? Send them back to schools. Yes. Yeah. Send them all back. Send them all back. Send Look, them back to schools. The, have regulations as we are doing. Do what, what you know, people are recommending out there to stay safe. And if your child gets sick or if you get sick, you do that ethical duty. You keep yourself back. And I know that. Yeah, but the problem, the, whole, the problem with that is going to be one kid gets sick. In that classroom, the school is closed. Well, yeah, that, oh, well, you're right. All, you're kids, right. all kids are that itself needs addressed because we've came up with stupid quarantine rules. You know, but the, <laughs> here's the thing: me. the mental, Oops. the mental health impact of that social distancing and taking those kids out of that environment, or even adults for that matter. Yep. You know, when you are limiting that social interaction, I think the mental health impact. I mean, I think that there are issues now going on in homes that we don't see because we're social distancing. Like, I think you're going to see an increase in alcoholism, an increase in domestic violence, suicidal yes. Yes. ideation. No, I agree. And, I agree. Uh, you know, drug abuse. I mean, I agree. For, like, how much more drug cases are you guys taking no, in at the, have, at the office? Tell them what and, we're seeing at the Bettis oh, Law no, Firm. We have what much are going more on civil at, cases. We have a lot more um, DVPOs, a lot more uh, divorces going on. Criminal, yeah, the criminal's still there. That's never going to end. Divorces are to be expected. Is there more um, Domestic assaults, violence domestic? protectable. So here you go. You talk about the mask. I mean, people are going out of their way to intentionally inflict harm, whether verbal, emotional, yeah. or physical harm. Tell them, about the, tell them about the two experiences we had. One um, who and, got and beat one up. One day, one person got beat up for not wearing a mask um, in a grocery store. And Lovely. I can't. I really can't remember. <laughs> well, the, the, the one, the one guy, the yeah. one guy was in was in a grocery store, and he came in, and he's like, uh, he was wasn't wearing a mask. Another guy came up to him and started getting in his face. Started pushing him around. Well, he pushed around the wrong mask wear, non-mask wear, <laughs> right. and he got his butt beat right on the floor of this grocery store. So and then the non-mask wear came in and said, "Look, I was attacked for not wearing a mask. 
I ended up defending myself Whooping against this, this mask wear, and now I've got criminal charges against yeah. me. And, and to be yeah. clear, um, you should not fight somebody over a mask. I mean, like, I, 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 like, regardless of which side this on, physical violence is probably not the solution. Well, I like the way you, you think. Got, you got <laughs> wearing Eric Luther King. And, 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 and we have a lawyer here. It is illegal, right? Like, I can't assault somebody for wearing or not wearing a mask. No, it probably has a bigger penalty, right? It's, I would hope so. Well, maybe not anymore. King Cooper will probably send you to. I mean, I think now King if you don't Cooper. wear a mask, you have to wear in the stockades. At, at this the, point, it's still it's still illegal um, to beat up people not wearing. Give masks. it time, though. But but Give even more, I'm waiting to have to. So I have to start putting a C for conservative on my arm before I'm allowed to leave my door. Yeah, it's the scarlet letter. But even more importantly, even more importantly, and that's uh, that should be obvious to everybody that physical violence is never the answer to any of this stuff. Correct. But also social media violence, shaming. Um, yes. Shaming, uh, you know, emotional violence that you're doing to other people in the name of your own opinion. That is equally as detrimental, and that's far more pervasive in our society, and it's far more pervasive in, in, in New Bern. The, the key to that, the key to that is, you know, Eric said it, Pastor Charles said it, the key is, look, we're all going through this thing. Nobody knows anything right now. You think you're going to know something. You know, you were talking about controlling information a minute right. ago. You know, whether you like them, whether you don't like them, Facebook and Twitter have now taken, uh, have now taken uh, you know, President Trump. Trump's tweets and ability to tweet and twit and do whatever mm. the heck else they do. <laughs> but the, the key there is, you know, Facebook and Twitter have done something that's unconstitutional if it had been done by the government. Do we want private companies who are supposedly the marketplace of ideas, do we want private companies to be deciding what information is real, what information is not? No. The government itself cannot do that. Right. Mark Zuckerberg, he's a, he's a longtime listener here. Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> if you're listening, call what in, Mark. gives you the right to be more powerful than the well, government? We just and got sense kicked off Facebook. <laughs> Did we really? No. <laughs> that would have been quick. What it was? I actually would have been impressed. And you you might you might not like you might not like the ideas of the president, but and they may not even be factually correct in your context. But there is a context in which the in which his opinions may be factually correct. Who knows? But that's not the right of a private individual, a private no. corporation, because the government could do can't do that. The very same thing. I, I agree, and and I want to go back to the school. Uh, you need to. I, I, you're right. I do. <laughs> Bible school, probably. Bible school and other things. But uh, my uh, we we raise our granddaughter Carmen. Most of y'all know her. I shouldn't have said her name. What what's her name? I'm sorry. Freddie. But, but Freddie. <laughs> yeah, she goes to a private Christian school, uh, Pam Pamelco Christian School. There's your plug. So. <laughs> Uh, it, it uh, they're doing full time, but what they done is they went one through sixth grade, I believe it is. They have got them in one school, and then the high school goes to a different building this year. I've heard that. Yeah, so they split them up. Uh, you know, making sure that they're doing everything that they can uh, that these children don't get sick. Okay, but you're right. What happens if one gets sick? Are they going to shut it down? Or are they going to find out why the child's sick? You see what I'm asking yeah. here, Eric? Yeah, no, so I, mean, I, I completely and, agree with that. But no. I like the fact that they, they opened the school. I like the fact that she's going. She yes. needs that social interaction yes. with other children her age. Right. My, my thing is, is like, 
when you say like the information that's been, you know, been released and not been released, you know what I mean? You can look at the Craven County data and like every day, I mean, I'll give them, give them credit to this. They put out a little, little slideshow, but if you really want to get any more data, you have to actually click a link and everything like that. But you know, what is the demographic in the ages and the underlying yes. health conditions that are absolutely yes. at, like, so we're talking yes. about like, oh, if one kid gets it in the school, we have to shut down the whole classroom. Yeah. The teacher has to go live in Siberia for nine months yeah. and then she can finally come back and then we can resume education. Why? Yeah. Why? Are we having a large amount of under 18 and K through 12 nope. age kids going to the hospital? No, we don't. <laughs> we, we don't at all. Like they don't release like, so again, like I think individual responsibility, right? Like, so I tell my own mother that, hey, listen, you're in a more vulnerable age bracket than I am, so I think that you should do X, Y, and Z. You know, like, don't just... You shouldn't go out to the Mexican restaurant with 50 of your friends and start licking the table. You shouldn't do that anyways. But, like, my point is, is, like, take individual... Except at Chick-fil-A. Those are delicious tables. (laughs) But, I mean, that's not good. But but, (laughs) my, my point is, is, like, Know the data. Know who are vulnerable yes, organizations. Yeah. And the whole th- the whole reason why we did any of this, the whole if we go back in time before King Cooper came out with his magic throne and started in- implementing this, the whole point <laughs> was, oh, we need to just do this because we got to make sure that we level the curve because we don't want to overwhelm our. It wasn't going to cure. No mask is going to cure COVID. It was. Well, we don't want the hospitals to get overwhelmed. We need to make sure we have our ICU beds. Whatever happened to the need for respirators? That all of a sudden we get a million of those? No, it was all BS from the beginning. And our hospitals are not even anywhere close from being overwhelmed. No. And then again, I don't want to see anybody get sick. I don't. I certainly don't want to see anybody become a fatality from this. You know. Yeah. But we also have to put things into perspective. Every time we announce a new fatality here in Craven County, there's always that one little sentence had several underlying health conditions. Do, you know what? Mo- and again, I don't want any harm to come to anybody. But most people who die of old age actually die of an other condition. You know sure, what I mean? they do. Like, so like it's hey, I'm 90 and I got pneumonia. My children. Well, am I gonna go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead, Charles. My children lost their grandfather and their aunt on their mother's side due to COVID, both of which didn't have underlying conditions. Okay. So, I agree with you that the statistics are being politicized. They're being turned into a lot of hype and a lot of nonsense, and that should scare the crap out of everybody, right? The fact that these are being used as tools to control people, but not taking this virus seriously will get people killed. And, and that is the, that's the balance here. And that not taking this virus seriously will get people killed. Taking this virus and, and, and using it as an extreme to control people in unrealistic and unrational ways, irrational ways, will kill people. You people will have mental illnesses. People will have long-term social, you know, economic and, and, and emotional issues. So there is a balance. What's the death rate from this thing? We know the death rate from this thing because we had a doctor on here telling us what the death rate from this thing is. The more people get tested, the lower the death rate's gone, and it's about the same as a, as a flu. Look it up on the CDC. So now taking this thing to its uh, to ir- way, irrational, taking this thing to irrational extremes in the name of, I got it, I got it. If this thing was like uh, the pandemic of flesh-eating disease, and and there was going to be a thirty, you know, thirty percent, fifty percent mortality rate, got it. There's there's a level of extremes you should take it to. Is this thing has the same mortality rate as the common cold or the flu? The 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 restrictions on our individual liberties need to be curtailed right now, and 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 we need to be rational about it. And that's what this conversation, I hope. And you know that was good, Charles. That you brought that you brought that in. That you you were two people that you know personally have died from it. Got it. 
That, that sets a concrete foundation. So you have valid concerns over there. I have valid concerns. Guess what? Each one of us has valid concerns right now. And at what point, at what point should those valid concerns be allowed to tear apart the fabric of our country? Because we have people who believe that their valid concerns warrant them to enforce those concerns on other people. Me being the business owner that I am, the human that I am, I disinfect my stuff. I want to make sure I'm not going to be the cause or transmitting anything or even being giving a place for somebody to come and get it. Got it. I'm taking personal precautions. That doesn't mean that when you walk into my studio, I'm going to be like, put the mask on. It puts the mask on its face or it puts the mask <laughs> again. But, the but here's the thing, Charles. Did you need, because you're like, again, what you're talking about is what I'm saying, individual responsibility. responsibility. Like, did you need Governor Cooper to come down here and say, Charles, you will do this, 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 and this? Or were you responsible enough as an adult to look at the information yourself and make a determination how best to continue to it operate your business? Up. Because I believe that Charles Tyndale is smart enough to look at information and make a determination on how to safely operate his business. I also believe every restaurant is capable of doing that, every gym, every daycare center. And I certainly hope that our public schools are capable of doing that. Because if not, then what are we teaching the kids to begin with? And then what is it? what exactly is an essential employee? Because if it's not a teacher, I don't know who the hell is. So yeah, so here's, well, a, here's, a, here's, a, here's a yes and a no to that, right? Here's a yes so you don't that. think you're responsible enough to I make those decisions? I am responsible enough to make those decisions on my own. However, I would be an idiot to make sure to think that somebody else or to assume that someone else is that responsible. I would be taking my own life and the lives of people that come into my facility at and my own hand. Damn, Lee, wait a minute here. <laughs> and, and this is going to help us right here. Uh, this, this cures COVID. I, I, would be, I would be putting other people at risk if I assumed that everyone was going to be taking the same precaution, that they were but going to be that thing. level of level-headed. Here's the thing. You get sick with COVID, yeah. but guess what? Those days before you even knew you were sick... You've already given it to a million people. There you go. Guess, you know. So you can take those. You can That's be right. ethical, keep yourself back behind. Well, but then it? what happens when three days prior to you didn't know, you just gave it to probably 10 people. Understood. But Understood. isn't it also true that a majority of the people that get this don't even know they ever had it? Yeah. yeah and then they just it. get better. I think it's and, 78% is and, what uh, I read. I mean, so for all I know, every single one of us at this table have already had COVID. You may have probably. just given me COVID. I don't yeah. know. But you know That's what? I'll why, still love you why, tomorrow, man. That's why the studio is bleached after every episode. All right, Charles, are we getting any comments out there? Oh, yeah. We got tons of comments. But let's hear. Hey, and if you want to call in, you want to call in and give us your opinion. I do we'll want be to say this though. I, I agree with Charles that it, we do need to take it serious. Uh, it, it is a serious uh, situation. Sure. It's a serious disease. Whatever you want, pandemic. I don't care what you want to call it. But I also think that uh, uh, we should be responsible as adults uh, enough to uh, to be able to say, I don't need, I don't want a mask, or I do want a mask. Don't no. force me to do something that you don't have any clue if it's sure. helping or not. How many of the doctors have said the mask don't help? Let me add to that. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Dick. The important thing you just said there is don't know. One of the things that causes us the most stress is the unknown. Absolutely. The more that we don't know, the more that we don't have facts or information, the more unknown there is, the more unknown there is, well, the more... Uh, anxiety that's really the problem. I agree. I agree 100%. Well, I'm convinced that our government-controlled solution, which the government's inherently terrible at everything, yes. right? But our government solution and the adverse impacts of that on both health, mental health, economically, is way worse 
than COVID. Yes. What we are doing in the long-term effects, we again, we are not even going to see the impact of this for months to come. I mean, let's let's talk locally. You used to be the mayor of New Bern, right? Notorious okay. B. Okay. <laughs> how many? I don't know what the exact number is, but we went how long without collecting electric bills? Uh, right? And then now all of a we're sudden, supposed to collect those things? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. So at at some point, you know, you I'm still collecting them. Send your checks to PO Box. <laughs> yeah. So at, at some point, care of Lee Bettis, former mayor. I'm collecting all back electric bills on behalf of the city <laughs> and water is, bills oh, too. He's going to jail. My point is, at and some Macy's point, bills too. Like like the city's bill didn't stop. Like the city right. still has to pay their bills. That's right. Right. But so the government put this, you know. King Cooper put this because he, he again I don't want to see anybody get hurt but so no. he he stops people from being able to be evicted from having to pay their utility bills which is again they're, they're not allowed to work that's happening to them by no control of their own so he puts this in there that doesn't mean the bill didn't stop piling up that that's doesn't right. mean that you didn't owe that money so here's what's the city going to do is that because they, like w- once we do open back up when somebody that typically couldn't afford a $200 electric bill now has a $1,500 one, oh, don't worry, you can pay it off $5 a month for the next 50 years. Well, well here, <laughs> here, here, one, of the, one of the Facebook comments, and you know, I guess this was more your generation than my generation, but you know, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. That's right. Let's, let's look. Uh, we have nothing to fear. I like it when they talk that way. But, <laughs> but, but the, the fact of the matter is this country Go has ahead, done... The, 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 the fact of the matter is this country has done ridiculous things in the name of fear, and it's been done during your lifetime, and it's been done during my lifetime. Amen. One, of the, one, of the, one of the greatest... I mean, aside from, aside from the enslavement of uh, African Americans for, for 300 years and the detriment we did to the, to the globe in so doing, and the same thing... Uh. Hold, hold on, and I, let me get there. Aside from that, because we're not, we're not talking about that right right now, but what True, we are doing, <laughs> but what have we have to. done, he made a noise. What yeah. we have done in the name of fear in in World War II, we we rounded up all the Japanese Americans, right. lawful Japanese Americans, yeah. put them in concentration camps in the name of fear, irrational fear, because you know the guy down there, you know John Watada or who his parents or whoever else, you got your little, you know, you look like a Japanese, therefore you're a threat. That was one of the great, and we did that in the name of irrational fear. And why? Because the country was scared, and we're scared now. What else have we done in the name of irrational fear? McCarthyism. This feels a bit mm. to me like McCarthyism. Uh, name names. Do you know anybody with COVID? Name names. Irrational fear of communists yeah. taking down our country, and we lost our ever-loving minds, and it was a scourge on our country. Now, guess what? We've, we've got this COVID. Nobody has anything. We've got irrational fears. We are talking about the riots. We're talking about this. We're talking about societal teardown of fabric and what's happened in Minneapolis. And people, why, do you, why in the world? Why in the world are these things happening right now? So I'm it's gonna, because I'm there's a tear in the fabric of our society. There's a tear in the trust. Our fear has gotten the better of us. And instead of uniting on it, we're allowing this fear to break away what we are in America, a rule of law, not a rule of opinions. Yeah, Trump 2020. <laughs> See how I got that in there, Charles? You like that? So I forgot to put your mic on. You, so. So, so he's wanna, he's muted now minute. along with Lee, so guys, we'll have to take finish a this. i to hit up some of these <laughs> comments. So Susan says that I sound like a crazy libertarian. This is interesting. I, I, I guess that could be cool. Which Susan is that? Farrar? 
I definitely recommend everybody following her, by I the mean, way. I, I'm, I'm, I guess that's she's, close. I do like libertarian awesome. candidate Tim Harris. He was a cool dude. Says, but if you were, she also goes on to say, but if you were scared of the virus and want to not breathe in the virus, why would you do that? Makes no sense. I'm not sure where she was referring to. She's basically saying, stay home. I got this. This is take your personal responsibility and do the right thing. Jeff Odom got something that kind of rings true. Social media will be the downfall of our society. You asked the question. Like, that will be the downfall. Is, hold on. It started is, being the downfall. Charles, Charles, go ahead. Go ahead. You asked the question. What? What's causing it? What happened? Where? Why are we here? It's because everybody is hyper aware of everything that happens in the world. When ba- when the explosion in Beirut happened, ninety seconds later, it was all over the internet. When nobody knew what was going on, everybody was like, "I saw posts that said like it was a terrorist attack, it was a bomb, we struck this, somebody did that, yada 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 yada." Found out it was some dude who had a pile of crap sitting in a storage room that exploded, right? We live in a world where social media Some has crap connected. sitting in a storage room. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crap. I mean, eight city blocks worth of some yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. Just a small amount of crap. <laughs> again, 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 another human not taking responsibility for themselves. C4. I mean, you know? but, but and, and, you know, the, what makes this country different than every other country is the fact of the matter is, is that we've had a working constitution for about, what, 200 47, a long time. We have a working constitution that's supposed to guide us through times of national crisis. And when we, when we lose our minds nationally and we no longer go by the rule of law, but edicts passed down from governors, you know, dic, you know, that's called a dictatorship. You know, when, when we've, we've come together in a social contract that says, you know, we find these truths self-evident. We have the right yeah. to freedom of speech. We have the right to freedom of expression. We have the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And the government can't take as us... As long as the pursuit of any of those rights do not infringe on anybody else's other. And as That's long as it complies with King Cooper and, yeah. and, and Princess Cohen. And in order to take away, in order to take any one of those rights away... We have something that most other countries don't have. It's called due process. If you want to take away my liberty, you want to take away my right to make a living, good. The government has a right to do that, but they have a right to do it. They have to give me a due process. It has to be a legitimate due process, and that's what's gone on now. We've suspended, you know, during during the Civil War. What did what did um, what did Abraham Lincoln do? He suspended habeas corpus, and that, and that you know, produced the body. In World War, right during the Aliquippa Steel thing, um, you remember that Aliquippa Steel, where the government forced steel workers to go back to work and said, we can conscript you and send you back to work or we'll jail you. The government or didn't we'll have the right to draft your ass and send you to war. <laughs> yeah, well, they can do that, yeah. but you can't tell it. You can't tell Joe Schultz sitting over there going off to Bethlehem Steel either go to work and work work over overtime. We have a constitution that says that that's not okay. We also has a constitution that should help us decide how to get through the, these troubling troubling times. And from a Christian perspective, Pastor Charles, Pastor Harold, what should we? How you know it's it's. There's tons and tons of angst. I got it. I've got my opinion on whatever. I don't think I've expressed it right now, probably. But other people have their opinions on it. How do we come to the middle? How do we get? How do we change the national dialogue from you're a f- mask hole and you're a this, you're a that, to, hey, we'll get through this? How do we do that? It's a hard problem. Well, can I tell you, thank you. Can I tell you that from a pastor perspective, from a Christian perspective, I have told my church from the beginning, there's two things we do. We pray and we trust God. And that's the basis Amen. for how we get through this. God will bring us through. 
There's nothing that we're facing that God can't bring us through. Nothing. And people need to know that. You know, God is our source. And I'm not, you know, you know, just put saying, you know, Christianity is 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 what it is. But that's that's how we're gonna make it. God is our source. And until we realize that and put all of our trust in him, what if things don't go the way we want? That don't matter. God is still God. Well, I think too that 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 we probably lost some faith in God and some trust in God. And I say that based on uh, go back to the the plagues of Egypt. You guys remember those? Dick does. Well, well, true. Dick does. He was uh, he was with Moses when they walked up there. But in any event, uh, like, you, you go this, back man. to that time, and uh, the Christians believed the and. Whether you want to call them Christians or not, but the children of Israel believed in what Moses was saying that God had told him to do. Okay, you with me? The reason is, look at the plagues. Did they affect the children of Israel? No. Why? Because they were under God's protection. And they had faith in believing that he was going to take care of them. Is right. that right? Right. That's where it's at. That's exactly where it's at. The the so, rest of the people in Egypt and so on and so forth. All right. They felt the wrath of God. I feel right. like we're uh, missing. I feel like we're ahead, missing I'm a sorry, big Charles. chunk of this. Go ahead, Charles. What like are we missing? A big chunk of this. And shouts out to to Navanya Paluga. She's in the comment section for for helping me to remind remember this one. The big chunk of this, how we fix this, how we solve all of this, how we do all of this, and I really hate when people say, as Christians, we should be doing this, because Christians have been screwing this up for way too long, and I'm really <laughs> tired of us trying to rely on that group of people. In the Bible, Jesus tells us to love each other as we love ourselves. That's right. Right? If we were doing that, if we were treating each other as we wanted to be treated ourselves, if we were loving our brothers and sisters every day, in every walk, in every way, as we want to be loved... I don't think we'd have to worry about mask holes, who's wearing a mask and not wearing a mask, Amen. where this virus no, he's is, right. where my kids are going to school. I don't think we'd have to be worrying about 99% of the crap we have out here. So I don't think it's a monopoly that Christianity has on treating people with love and respect. I think it's just a doctrine that we need to be teaching more by being more. Amen. I agree with that. Absolutely. No, I, I agree, Charles. And so that's that's you know kind of kind of when when we were talking this morning and when we first started talking about what this episode because yeah. Kelly Kelly and I have been talking a lot about this and and the the implications of you know that really to tell you the truth it scared the heck out of me last week when I, when I went to court and was told to get out um, for for no reason it scared I have a family now wait Lee. You were told to get out of court for no reason. That because Thank you, because I stayed somehow, because I, because, because I stayed out. No, because I stayed out with Kelly one day when she had her when she had her uh, uh, tooth tooth stuff. That's that's what that's what put me out of court because they were so you, afraid. I just think you were being Lee in the court and the no. dude. In the no, that's how I make like, my money at out. the Bettis Law Firm. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't get you out of court, <laughs> just like I get me out of court. <laughs> responsible for any lack of business that we could have had well, because I was sick I'm <laughs> <laughs> and it's hurtful to me and, and I would hate that to happen to him and, and be the sure. cause of it but he was just being you know good man and and sincerely sincerely we started talking about this how uh, last week we started talking about this and though so at the beginning of this week I wanted to dive into not so much masks not so much whether kids should go back to school not so much yeah. whether any of that what the the problem I wanted to focus on, and what you guys are bringing around, bringing around right now, is we have a problem. How do we solve the problem? 
first identify the problem. The, the, the problem is that we don't have information. Right. We don't have accurate information, and no. nobody knows. And so we. Fearful. And we're we're fearful. We're fearful. So then, what's the solution to fear? You know, Pastor Harold, Pastor Charles says this is how Christians should deal with fear. Charles has jumped in and said, you know what? It goes beyond just Christianity to let's treat each other how we want to be treated. Yeah. And so we, we start with a problem of fear and people beating each other up in stores and people shaming each other and people hurting other people emotionally on Facebook and everywhere yes. else and social media. They're doing it in the streets, looking at each other suspiciously. We have a problem. Ooh, amen. Fear. Fear. How do we get over it? Fear. Treat each other like you want to be treated. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with Charles. Uh, we, we, if we would just do that one thing Jesus asked us to do, to love each other. Didn't ask. It was uh, you know, we, to us. Oh, my word. <laughs> it was not, it was not, it was not, it was not that, a please so, will you do this. It was do this or yes. you will bring about the end It of wasn't God. like a I red agree. light, which is more or less a guideline. No, no. It's so. I'm on a guideline. But let, 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 let me do this, for Charles, before you do your thing. I'm going to lay the plan of salvation out for you. You ready? Love God and let him love you. Right. Can you do that? If you do that, you're good. Where, where's the rest of it? That's it. it. That's it. Very simple. Those of you who, if you need additional instructions, please see the back of the label. That's how it works. Yeah. All right, what do we Thank have? You, what do we have? Any other comments out yeah. there? Open yeah, the playground got, back up. That's, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. tons of stuff. What? So, um, Tammy is out there. First and foremost, I just want to just want to remind everyone: Marines came after the army, so you guys had to figure it out. You had to take our lead in order to get anything. How come it's God However, Country Corps, not God <laughs> Country Army? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? We're the reason you get to say it. Um, anyway, Tammy says Marines are immune. Is that what she said? Something up there. Something up here about Marines having some sort of immunity to all of this because you're <laughs> Marines. That's the way that would work. So be careful, Marines out there doing something. Uh, Geneva says two weeks to flatten the curve. Five months in, it's a virus that is now a part of our biology. That's cases, what I was saying from the beginning. It, it, uh, we were told two up. weeks, flatten the curve. Cases will go up. We've learned much more about this virus. The death rate is far lower than all predictions. Instead of celebrating that, now government seems to be demanding zero, demanding zero new cases, as in we need a cure. It's got to be cured before we can do anything. Yeah. And let's see what else we got in here. Geneva, again, it's a false sense of security. Masks are the equivalent of teaching school kids to hide under their desks in case of a nuclear fallout. <laughs> that was very effective. Yeah. Ineffective. I did that, and I never died from good. nuclear fallout. <laughs> no. But you've got some other issues that could be yeah. definitely attributed to that. Just put it that way. Let's see. Susan Lee, this was directed at you. Susan wants you to get her started on the Patriot Act. She says it, you know, sarcastically in the comments, don't get me started on the Patriot Act. But I think don't even get me started. She wants you to do so. We won't and get you started. That'll be an, another show. Everybody yes. say good morning to Sabrina from New York, where she is. She says, good job, guys. So, Great conversation. We still Sabrina, we good. love you. No, you we love you, Sabrina. <laughs> okay. I'm not just slathering. So but I, I love you. I hope everything is going well there. <laughs> Um, I hope everything is going well there, and I'm not, we won't mention why you're there, but I hope everything's going well there from the she bottom said, of our heart, and we'll all be praying for you. So I, I want to, like, because we only got eight minutes, and I want to bring this up because, like, how I even got involved in, like, a lot of these conversations dealt with our parks. You know, when I found mm. out um, that we have county parks and we have city parks, right? That's right. Governor Cooper put out the order, right? He did. I keep calling him governor, and I keep forgetting King Cooper, right? He put out the order to basically a, all the playgrounds are closed and everything like that, right? That's great. He said they're closed. I guess they're closed, right? 
But do you know what Cooper didn't do? He didn't tell one person to go take a swing set apart. He didn't tell one person to go put an orange construction fence around a playground. That was done at the local level, whether it was done by an unelected bureaucrat or whether it was done by a county commission, a board of aldermen, or a city commissioners. They made that decision to go over there and take swings apart. They made yeah. that decision to put an orange construction fence. I don't know who made the ultimate decision, whether it was somebody chosen by the people or it was somebody that who was just appointed and an unelected bureaucrat made the decision of like, oh, it's just easier because all these people might get mad at us if we don't put this up there and prevent Susan and her five-year-old kid from having some quality family time because they've been locked in the house the entire time, right? Like, All right so uh, somebody it, made that decision locally, and when I get upset, when I sit there and say, look, you can't control what King Cooper does, but you can control what you, you have do. control over at the local level. That's and if right. somebody but did it without your you, authority, then you need to rectify that and tell them to go put you, it back and go you, take the Eric, fence. For you, as a personal human, as an individual, right? Yes, I am an individual and if a human. You ha- if you had to, he's like, I confirm my both of those, even though I'm conservative. But <laughs> That's right. If you own I that will park, put my armband on before we leave. If you, Lord, <laughs> if you own that park, right, and you were the person who... I do own that park. I'm a taxpayer. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. You were personally responsible for that park. And I have a park in my homeowners association. You know, what, you know what's still up? The swings. Well, if you are personally responsible, you have the legal liability of these parks... Someone comes to your park, catches COVID, dies from COVID. Right, because what we're going to do is we're going to DNA no, test no, no, the COVID no, no, virus no, 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 and, and, no, 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 and trace no, 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 it all no, the way no, back. And for one reason or another, whether or not it's factual or not, they contract contact trace it back to your park, yes. and now a class yeah. action lawsuit comes against Eric Queen. Yes. Okay. Call the Bettis Law yes. Firm to sue Eric Queen. No, Do you want that... Fiscal responsibility, that legal responsibility. Oh, hold on, hold on. As if they don't already have it, right? Because without COVID, some kid might not trip on the playground. Is the city responsible? Hold on, hold on. Now what you're saying is, is we're going to DNA test the COVID strain and trace it back to the freaking slide at Creekside Park, guys. Like that's what we're going to do, Eric. Eric Charles. But then again, hey, maybe we'll raise taxes to pay for the DNA testing of the COVID virus. All right, both of you stop. Down, 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 down. We have about five minutes left. We have about five minutes left. What I what I do want to use that five minutes for is to thank everybody. I, we, we don't want to leave people out there going, but listen to this going like they're getting it. Ah, hey, we're going to have, here's what, here's what we did have happen. That was really, really normal this week. I would like, and to there is, off. there is a little bit, have some of this. There, it's bourbon. There, there's a, good bourbon. there's a, we, we had something normal this week and um, I'm the glad that we got through it, but it's hurricane <laughs> season. Uh, if there's one thing we can count on in, in Eastern North Carolina, from now until uh, hopefully not October, but from now for the next couple months, it's hurricane season. That you know what it's the bad difference when between hurricane her- season is a relief from but all the. I know, but but what what Hurricane Florence did, which devastated our region, what Hurricane Florence did was it brought us all together. It brought out the best in every it last did. one of us. Yes, it did. And maybe you know, I hate to say it, that maybe it's going to take a hurricane to bring to us together. Are you saying we I need hope, another Florence? I hope to. Oh. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is <laughs> oh. that you know. It, it is hurricane season. We just make it through. Well, I forget her name. How did you pronounce that? That was dolphin. That that was dolphin. I pronounced it in its native tongue. Three different reporters call it three different things. But but we did make it through it. And one of the things that we do have here, we have in Newburn, in our little neck of the woods, we have the ability to get 
good people together. We have elected leaders listening. We have Sabrina listening. I know Governor Cooper is listening. Thank you for for Long listening. Listener, we have you know we have <laughs> access to we have access to the ability to to rationally think about things. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know if I don't know if anybody's going to go out there any less any less inclined to yell at someone or shame someone. But think about it. Just think about it for a moment, Newburn. We don't have anything unless we're together. Your opinion is your opinion. Your facts in this particular case are your facts because nobody knows the real facts. We're not getting them. If you can go out there this weekend, you if you can go out there today facts. and do what and do what Charles has said, do what Pastor Charles has said, do what Pastor Harold, and do what we're thinking. Before you jump on, and I know we're all bored out of our minds and we're all sitting around and we're we're all anxious. I'm there too. Kelly's there too. Everybody is. But but if we just remember that, hey, go out there and treat the next guy like you want to be treated. Take a deep, and this is, this is bizarre actually coming from me, but think before you, before you, <laughs> think, think before you go out shaming other people. There's think, actually a small think, crowd gathering out on Middle Street waiting for you. Think, think, guys. I mean, <laughs> let, let's leave this. We've got two minutes left. Let, let's leave this on a peaceful note, guys. Go. I would take, like to thank Charles Tyndale for facilitating yeah, this I would atmosphere to allow Charles. us this free speech platform, Charles. It kind of, it, we appreciate it, young man. Truly, we do. I Charles. drink and I know things. All right, I like what Eric said, take personal responsibility. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah can I say one thing? We sing the song or we hear the song, God Bless America. God well, I just like to put uh, something America. else on that. God has blessed America. Yes. We That's live right. in a blessed nation. Yes. Thank God for everything we have, every right we have. And we need, we need to thank God every day. Amen. That's right. And if we do all that, we will make America great again. Yeah. Hey, uh, hold on. Hold Trump on. We've got about. We've got about. <laughs> he get, he gets it. How many times he's get We've got idea. about forty-five seconds. And Kelly, let's let's let you have the last word. <laughs> yeah. I am a smart man. No problem. Everybody, just get along. Love your neighbor. Um, yes. You know, pray for people who get sick. Don't shame them. Yeah. Don't don't worst the worst on them. Don't ban them. Just That's good. everybody. Let's just get along. That's good. Get along. What are mornings like with Lee? <laughs> really want to go there? Yes, I yeah. Is this a whole show? Or? She has two small children. She has to get out of the door every morning. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. No, actually, they're, they're pretty amazing. We, we, as he says, we play together, we work together, we, all that. It just, works. Oh, it wait, works. wait, wait. I want to look at this. I just oh. threw up a little bit in my mouth. Did see how Lee yeah. was looking at her? Oh, <laughs> Great. I'm totally clipping that. That's going in there. That's great. All right, guys. Thank you for <laughs> wasting another hour with click and clack here on Car Talk. <laughs> Sabrina, <laughs> Sabrina, we're looking forward to you coming back. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, I hope someone got something out of this because I certainly yep. know I did. Mm. Um, thank you, God Squad. Thank you, Eric Queen. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you, Charles Tindell. The God and Squad. we are going to see you where? On the sidewalk? We'll see you on the sidewalk. On the we won't recognize you because you'll have a mask on. But I'm I don't have my name on it. All right. Have a great weekend. <laughs> do guys. you have one that has your name on it? Of course I do. Everything's branded Charles Tendell Studio. That's the way it works. Uh.